live from the crushing depths of another goalkeeper crisis. It's the Vocal Minority Podcast. No. This is our way. Not a goalie crisis. Not again. Is Brian Edwards available? Raise your voice. It's an abyss. Ooh. And Sam Reynolds is here. <gasps> welcome. All right. Well, hello and welcome to this week's episode of the Vocal Minority Podcast. The podcast that didn't want to watch the CCL anyway. So there. <laughs> We're fine. It's okay. It's not a problem. I'm a Nations League guy. <laughs> anyway, on this week's show, it's pretty much uh, all CCL, CONCACAF, and TFC with a tiny sprinkling of CanCon. What? Did you think we were going to talk about fans invading their grounds and protest and having their teams match postponed or something? Psh, come on. Yeah, that'd be cool if that happened somewhere. I don't know. Somewhere. Mm. I don't, yeah. That's, but that's not the world we live in. So. No. Um, all right. Yeah. No fancy intros for anybody. Uh, hello, Duncan. Hi, Kristen. Welcome. Uh, Marcus, how you doing? Good. <laughs> That's such a good one, Kristen. Thanks. <laughs> um, oh, hey, Tony, you're here too. Hi. Zip zap. Oh, hey. Amazing. Uh, and as we, oh, I'm your host, Kristen Knowles and on with the show. First up, like I said, it is a tiny little bit of CanCon because there's not a ton happening right now. We're still waiting super like excitedly and anxiously for the big announcement from Clackers and the CanPL. Um, but we do have a little CanPL uh, news. Letty have another new player and it's Drew Becky. Oh. So oh. Welcome. I know. There was, I, I saw some people talking about it kind of, I thought everyone was just joking that this was going to happen. Kind of like, well, of course, you know, why not? They will, they'll sign Drew Becky too. So Drew Becky, welcome back to, uh, well, welcome back to Ottawa, mm -hmm. considering he's played, he played for the Fury a couple times over the years, but um, welcome back to Canada. You know, he's been in the, the USL for a while, the last few years and it's a good signing. I think it makes it makes sense for them. But I also I hope I hope I hope it goes well for him. I feel I feel bad for Drew Becky. I feel like, you know, just bad things keep happening to him in his career. You know, he gets almost career ending virus, you know, almost life ending virus, you know, like all these really fun things. And uh yeah, yeah. So welcome back, Drew Becky. Yes, I, hopefully it goes okay. And hopefully, uh, well, Letty fans can come up with some, you know, fun of Janine's brother type chants. Well, that's what I'm hoping to. Uh, <laughs> or no. the fans of Aunt Letty's opponents. I, I, need, yeah. I need a season to happen so bad now. <laughs> 
one one time back in the long long ago speaking of like heckling somebody because of their brother um back in the uh back in the cpsl days when oh it was before it was before they found out it was uh all a betting scam um uh goalie for um for saint Catharines roma was um was claudio perry his brother was a keeper for the hamilton steelers so when i looked at like there's a parry in net for St. Catharines. What are the odds? Find out it's his brother. Every time he fucking touched the ball, it was like, Dino would have handled that better. Dino would have kicked that straight. Dino would have kept that in bounds. <laughs> Everything. He could hear us. There's only 50 people at the game. There's no way he doesn't hear it. I am all for making references <laughs> to Becky's brother all game. It's going to be so good. That's delightful. That's 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 Did he in any way acknowledge? Right, yeah. Oh, oh, absolutely. Fun fact. <laughs> no. So after like the third time we were doing the shtick, he plays um just an absolutely fucking bonkers game. He saved two penalties, broke two or stopped two breakaways, and made a couple like lunging for the top corner, nowhere near it for it to palm it around the post. And afterwards, he's looking at me, and he's ready to jaw. And I just had my head down and was applauding him, like I got nothing. You're, you're amazing, I'm, and I never did it again because he was fucking amazing that night. But yeah, I I, I dare Drew to be good. That's all I'm gonna say. <laughs> you need to be following this guy around yeah. his day to day life, you know, going, going to his uh, real uh, job. Uh, Jenny, you wouldn't have him. done it like that. Oh yeah, no. No, standing at the end of his bed as he's you know doing doing whatever and uh, yeah no your brother was better than that mm. uh, oh yeah no, Jan- yeah oh. Janine Janine takes a much better free kick than that yeah yeah you call that leadership have you seen what Janine does <laughs> you call that grocery shopping like come on now. oh yeah everything like, just seriously. Everything. so <laughs> I'm, I'm haphazard nonsense I am, I am super excited for the signing for Ottawa for that very reason. <laughs> God, I hope there's a season. Right. Well, we'll find out in 10 days, apparently. (laughs) Dun, dun, dun. Seven to 10 Uh, days? Yeah, seven to 10 days. Exactly. It's a rolling seven to 10 days. (laughs) (laughs) Um, And then if you are a futsal fan, or if you're not, there's still time to watch some more futsal. Um, Anyways, Canada, Canada, the Canadian futsal team uh is has done well so far in the CONCACAF uh futsal championship which is the springboard to getting to the uh futsal world cup later on this year in Lithuania and so they completed uh I don't know if it was a surprise comeback but considering apparently how they played in the first half of their match against Haiti last night uh their comeback in the second half was woohoo so congratulations to them and um, if they do get out of the knockout round and make it to the World Cup, it'll be their first time um, at the Futsal World Cup since 1989. That's amazing. Which is a long fucking time. It's, so, it's, it's, it's amazing that that's a, that's a statistic given that, like, I don't know how long futsal has been a thing, just like football culturally as a thing, but I mean... North America's had a human pinball indoor soccer for like uh-huh. we're going on forty years. How how Canada hasn't at least you know gotten to a semifinals just based on because all of our players weren't playing outside pro because you couldn't 
so they went indoors and I mean, Hector Marinero and Dominic Mobilio and like, holy shit, that team would have been fucking nuts. But anyway, uh, yeah, I, I, I did watch, I did manage to watch, uh, I watched the first 10 minutes of it. It was just before, I, it was before the, uh, the TC game and I saw it on YouTube. I'm like, I'm going to put it on. And I, I had to stop it after about 10 minutes in because the audio was like 15 seconds behind no, and it was getting to the sick. point where the whoever was doing the play-by-play uh, was react like what what was happening on the screen hadn't caught up to his reaction. Goalie handled it out of the out of the uh, out of the penalty area. He's like, oh, and uh, you know, Canada's uh, Canada's attack's going pretty good. I'm like, what the fuck? And then all the like the refs blown the whistle and he's pointing to a spot and all of a sudden, oh, the goalie's handled it in the end. It's like, okay, I gotta stop watching this shit. I this will I will lose my mind. Yeah, but they did make sucks. an interesting point, um, and I think I heard it correctly. Apparently, the entire Haitian futsal team is from Montreal. What? <laughs> yes. Really? Yes. <laughs> Which weirdly makes sense because I know there's a huge futsal, or sorry, a huge Haitian community in, yeah, in Montreal. In, in Montreal <laughs> it would be funnier if there was a huge futsal community. <laughs> if there was a huge community, futsal community, then you know what? I feel like we. They, they all live in the futsal district. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> yeah. It's uh, it's outside of. In, uh, sorry. Go ahead. I was gonna say they stay indoors most of the time. <laughs> this yeah, is clearly why. This is clearly why Canada hasn't qualified for any World Cups or anything, despite our large indoor football culture. Is you know all these other countries are sending their best and brightest here, and they're building their teams, taking advantage of their infrastructure. <laughs> Little communes everywhere, you know. Yes. I'll never look at a futsal international team again without wondering what Canadian city they're based out of. (laughs) Man, that futsal team that's based out of Winnipeg. Oh man. Oh, the Icelanders. Yes, they're 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 just they're 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 so cold. Gimli. Yeah, Gimli. That's right. But uh, what uh, uh, I I was I was surprised uh, to see that. uh, Hamilton's own Ian Bennett plays for the Canadian mm-hmm. uh, futsal team. He's been uh, he's been around for a while. He's uh, he's still playing indoor footy in in the major arena soccer league. Oh, is he? Oh, he's, okay. He's thirty seven. Uh, like he's no spring chicken, but he bagged one of the goals. So yes, he did. Hamilton's own guys. Didn't he like? Didn't he spark the comeback? Probably he's that kind of guy. He's that kind of guy, exactly, exactly. What about uh, Duncan's Duende Rosario? Is he not on the team anymore? I <laughs> know uh, he's taking he's taking it to the beach these days, from what I've seen. Uh, oh. Well, he's 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 got a well, he's got a book to promote. So, well, there, what better a, place than indoors? There was a picture of him holding up a Canadian beach soccer kit. Oh, really? Oh. Yeah. Um, I, I want to say it's not Monday. I can't remember, but uh, uh, you, you you joke that Di Rosario, where is he? He's still doing a thing, apparently. <laughs> I feel like you know we should try. You know, Kristen, reach out. Let's let's try and get a uh, media copy of Dero's autobiography so we can talk about it on the show. Oh, we could have a dramatic reading. I'll, I'll, I'll ask, I'll ask Dunlop. I don't know if he listens to us or whatever, if he even knows any, any of us are, but Hey, doesn't hurt to ask. Um, apparently he does talk about, uh, he has some oh, things to say D-Rose. about the old TFC management and some unpleasant things to say about the CSA. So 
And apparently some choice precky tidbits, Duncan. Ooh. Ooh. I'm sure those yes. are full of no, nothing but praise and goodness. Oh, exactly. He has mm. to love him. Um, you think so. So, so yeah. Dramatic, dramatic reading in the voice of TV butler, Mr. Belvedere. <laughs> so you're doing the reading, right? <laughs> sure. It's <be> hilarious. <laughs> Um, so yeah, so we will, uh, we'll update, uh, where Canada, how Canada is doing in their, uh, futsaling futures, uh, next week. I think I, what we all want to know the real update is when we get the book. <laughs> I was going to say they, uh, the next game's tonight. I yes. Think it's now. day of recording. Yeah. I think it's now of recording, but, uh, they're playing Costa Rica, so. Oh, Costa Rica, Who is like the best? They're they're leading the group, if I remember correctly. Yeah, yeah, but uh, Canada's through the knockout, so may they get exactly. slaughtered gently. Which which Canadian city is the Costa Rican futsal team based in? <laughs> um, I think that's Welland. I don't know. I can't. I was going to say Windsor, so I don't know. <laughs> Welland, the Costa Rica of Canada. Yes, yeah, <laughs> that's well known. Full of full of parrots and rainforests. <laughs> I mean, pretty close good, to a canal. Yeah, the, yes. the, the, the canal right there. It is mm. a very rich coast. Um, mm. I'm gonna. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna lie to you. I pulled the Welland thing clear out of my butt. Mm. Not even thinking that that could that co- You know, near a canal thing. That's funny. I like it. Yeah, you'd think you'd Panama. Yeah, I know. You know what? More of the, I think the team for Welland. You're right. You're right. Costa Rica, St. Catharines. Why not? No reasons. Whatever. This joke's dead. <laughs> the joke is dead. You're, you're welcome. Walk I'm glad I could tell you that it's dead. <laughs> well, Grimsby, Ontario is the Grimsby of Grimsby. Mm-hmm. <laughs> non league Grimsby. Yes. yes. Mm. Moving on. Sure. The Lincoln? <laughs> Lincoln, Ontario is the Lincoln of Lincoln. Oh, yes. <laughs> Back. She said, she said, if I get one life, gonna do what I want. If I get one life, I'm gonna do what I want. She was a mess. She was a mess at 17. Running down a dream. Sucking All right, MLS time. So, uh, you know, things. the season is seasoning. Teams are doing things. Uh, got at least one team with TFC level of injuries, high DCU. Uh, WKR, WKRP FC are off to a terrible start. But uh, my, my other favorite, the Loons, are hanging on to that basement apartment for all they're worth. Uh, mm. And are just, yeah, not good at all. Weren't they supposed um, to be good? They weren't supposed to be this bad. They were, they were, they were good, good last year? They were good last did, year. They were supposed to at least be decent. Yeah, but that's not, what did, I was saying. Weren't they supposed to be good? Oh, they, I thought you I thought you said were they supposed no, to be good. No, 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 no. I, I am <laughs> genuinely surprised. Me, uh, as, as am I. It is not Kristen, been... did you not did you not take them as your, like, Eastern, like, uh, champion? Or MLS Cup uh, finalist, at least? Minnesota? 
Don't they play in the West, don't they? They do play oh, in the sorry. West. I was so confused. Sorry, I was sorry, like, sorry. Uh, I believe I, I put them up there. Yes, I don't. I'll have to go back and look at the show notes. But yeah, remember, remember when I took New England and everyone went, "What?" Hello. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, well, no, really, yeah. It's, it's, no, it's it's done. It's May. It's done. It's, it's this, sorted now. This season, this season is <laughs> wait until the fifth wave comes and, and chops this season in a quarter. I'll be Jeez. laughing. Me and Bruce Arena will be laughing. It'll sound like this. <laughs> <laughs> um. So yeah, it's uh, and of course because of it's already the se- the, the schedule is already a little bit uneven because. Um, of some of MLS. the the MLS teams that are playing in Concacaf Champions League, so well, yeah, also just because of MLS. But you know, with the exception it's a 132 of 132 team league, what do you want? <laughs> with the exception of um, of the AU guys, the other four clubs that are in slash were in uh, CCL both have all suffered, right? And we've talked about that, the fact that. They're either struggling to win games or get points. Um, and only of all the, the five teams, only TFC and the crew uh, took a week off for this round of matches so that they could be well-rested. And we see how well that works for Toronto. We'll talk yes. about that later. Um, both Columbus and Portland play tonight, day of recording. And both had uh, first round, uh, first, first leg draws with their various opponents late drama, late game drama for both. So there is a possibility that a second MLS club could advance. Um, but let's talk about the first one, which is the Philadelphia Union, a uh, club that we, we talk a fair bit about just by virtue of how they've progressed through mm. the uh, MLS standings, how they're fashioning their club and developing players. Like they've been you know, really fun to watch, really interesting, really exciting. You know, we've had a little soft spot for Jim Curtin. Um, Which Mexican team did they beat? That's a really good question. They Mm. went up against the juggernaut uh, that are the AU guys. And (laughs) You mean Atlante? (laughs) Yes, that's exactly it. You win. so yeah, so not 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 the most not the most difficult of paths for them so far. No, no. Uh, TFC sobs quietly in the corner. Um, but anyway, so you know this has been a you know it's their first time in the CCL. They have stated outright that they are focusing all of their efforts on this. Like they're basically ignoring league league play <laughs> while while this is going on, right? And that that is to be commended. You know, you rarely see a club saying, "No, fuck the league. We want this." The league will be there. This is like our time. We're going for it. Well, everyone and knows you don't you don't have to play in the MLS till July. Until July or August, anyway. Mm. It's true. Yeah. Um, it can happen. It's not like you can get it relegated. Yeah. Well, Vinter might have an idea about what the worst that can happen is. Yeah, yeah it's, a, it's such a super league. But <laughs> uh, um, so yeah, so that's all. It's been you know good for that and. Um, there's been, so they did, you know, they, they, they dispatched, um, Atlanta, uh, in their, in their match. And I guess over the two matches, there's a little, a little tension between the two coaches, um, in terms of, you know, handshakes and opinions on how 
teams are playing or conducting themselves on the pitch. So after the match last night, Jim Curtin had some remarks to say about uh, Gabriel Heinz. And uh, the one, that, of course, that stands out for everybody is, uh, you know, you know, I'm proud of the group for advancing. Look again, I say it. He's an incredible coach. He's an incredible player, but you can still also be a sore loser and be an asshole at the end of the game. And that's the quote that everyone saw everywhere, right? It's like, woohoo! Jim Curtin sounds different. I, I know. That's not how I remember him sounding. Oh, I can't do the voice. Mark, where are you? Um, I mean, Jim. Jim, where are you? I, I get, but yeah, let me let me pull up let me pull up the quote. Pull, pull it up, yeah, yeah. Sorry, I should have I should have arranged this earlier. Sorry, I didn't. I forgot to get Jim on the line uh, for this part. <clears throat> that was the that was the, uh, the the mob boss one, right? Yeah, yeah. Union uh, boss. Union, yes. Union, yes. Yes. union boss. Yeah. Jim yeah. Sorry, sorry. Union boss. It was a, it was a mob boss. <laughs> I respect Gabriel Insertan. Incredible career. He's won everything. He's a champion. He's an incredible coach. You know, I went to shake his hand after the game in Atlanta, and he was a little touchy. Then I went again and I shook his hand, and, you know, he's kind of dismissive a little bit. I said, you weren't going to shake my hand again? And then we just had a discussion about the game, you know. He thought our players were diving, faking injuries. I get that, but I don't think that's what we're about. I think we're about doing our talking on the field. You know I'm proud of the group for advancing. Look again, I say he's an incredible coach. He's an incredible player, but you can still be also so a loser and be an asshole at the end of the game. So I still think there's a right way. I think you should shake hands like men after the game. You'll probably have something to say now that I've said that. But again, I'm not just going to sit here and take it anymore. I think there's great American coaches in this league. There's great foreign coaches in this league. And I don't want to make anything more of it than that. But you know... It's something that, I don't know, maybe something's got lost in translation. But he was mad at me for Sergio, who was down on the ground after he cramped coming out of a game too slowly. He's certainly been in games where the team was winning. As a player or a coach, well, yes, there's some tactics and there are some things where you're not as urgent to get off of the field. So it's in the past. Obviously, we're happy to move on in advance. And I have done nothing but respect his team throughout this entire CONCACAF tournament. They're a great team. He's a great coach. Seems like a good person. But I still think at the end of the day, you can shake hands and it's over after the 90 minutes. How's that, for a cold, how's that for a cold read? Was it all right? 
That, that, that went very well. That was magic. For, for that particular quote, is that, oh, yeah. That, oh, that exactly. Yeah, that's just like yeah, layer that's... upon layer. Yeah, Amazing. It's, it's, this fucking thing's oozing now. It's like, oh, oh yeah. Shit. He's oh, in yeah. murder space. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so, Ooh, great club, great coach. Shame if anything bad happened to it. It's <laughs> essentially. <laughs> I know. Um, that's basically mm. what it is. What's this sort of. So, What's sort of interesting about all of this, and I guess, again, with the first part of the quote that I was talking about, like seeing the sore loser and he's an asshole kind of thing is, it was kind of like, oh, oh, and, and in a really weird way, it was kind of like, oh, all right, finally, we've come to the point in MLS where the coaches are just going to go after each other now. Yay! You know, like, there's there's fun to that for sure. There's you know like it's about time we are a real league, um, so there's that, and then you know it starts to get, it starts to get a little like, uh, you know, foreign coaches lost in translation. It's like, oh Jim, where are you going with that, buddy? What's happening here? That's, <laughs> mm-hmm. that's you. Yeah, he's like an asshole. You need to be shaking hands like a man. You know, do it properly like a good North American, you know, good, honest North American word. He's like, hmm. Have you met some of us? (laughs) Yeah, exactly. And then, and I I sort of missed this until I was looking at some other stuff. Um, I didn't realize that uh, Caleb Porter um, had gone after the, the refereeing in their match, their CCL match last week. And so he's, he's being fined for what he said um, about the about the refs and what is this thing? where is it um, like he went he went he went straight into it like as it being you know it was this was a CONCACAF thing this had to do with who was in the booth and this was clear bias on their part against you know the American team kind of thing like he was he was he was pretty he was pretty clear about it um, and so he's being fined for that. Uh, and, and, you know, talking about how, you know, no American team has won this tournament. And we talk, you know, we talk about that all the time. Um, but, you know, and then blaming it on the officiating. So, you know, you've got good teams competing in this tournament. Why don't they get the officiating sorted out? It's a joke. And so he's been fined for that, which sort of leads into what we're gonna we're not sort of it all leads into what we're going to talk about um in regards to how we look at CONCACAF and CONCACAFing as a verb um and this all comes from uh Mr. Duncan Fletcher oh I've heard of and and uh well you you, you started the conversation and it's a good conversation it's a really interesting one so you put out a couple tweets because there was the whole thing with Jim Beglin um Mm -hmm who uh, during the, the Champions League uh, semifinal, who was he referring to again? Um, Angel Di Maria. Right. And uh, yeah, he stamped on somebody, and you know, lost his temper, stamped on somebody, and yeah, Beglin was like, <laughs> that Latino temperament. And you know, to 
me and said, well, yeah, okay, fair enough. That's a sort of stereotypical thing, whatever. You know, we think too much about it. But various uh, sort of people on Twitter kind of jumped on that and said, did he just say that? And turned it into a big thing. And he ended up, Balaam was apologizing and this and that. And uh, yeah, I don't know. It very much got me thinking about how, yeah, I, I do the exact same thing, really. And you growing up in Britain, yeah, that's one of the things you learn. You're, you're, there's a lot of stereotypes out there. That's one of them. The uh, you know, South American, the Southern European countries, they're sort of cheating, diving, faking, all that sort of thing. You know, they don't play the game the right way, and and you know, that attitude is very much over here and like Canada and America as well, I think. And basically, it's just yeah. Concacafing, and what do we mean when we say Concacaf? Basically, it's the equivalent of saying, "Yeah, those cheating Latino bastards," essentially. And yeah, I've 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 been doing that for a long time and never really thought that much about it. And then this whole thing just kind of like made me think that, hmm, yeah, that that's actually uh, that's actually kind of racist, isn't it? And then when you, so I read your first two tweets and then I read the the longer tweet thread you put out today, which again, for those of you that follow Duncan, go read them. It's, it's, it's definitely, it's, it's well worth your time. Um, I started thinking about, you know, because my, my first reaction when I read your first two tweets, I was, I was like, I was like, oh, well, I don't mean it that way, but you have to stop and like, think about how how we use words and how you accept how you accept what a meaning is and and to step away from concacapping for a second and again that's something that was almost for a long time was very exclusively like a canadian thing because we felt very hard done by um within concacaf for world cup uh gold cup like it always seemed the cards were stacked against canada right you know atiba was on side et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. right but you think about like the words that we use or the the things that we do and, and how the origins of language or maybe underlying connotations for things get lost. And the one that I think about a lot, and I've thought about my entire life when, whenever people talk about, uh, talk about language and, and, you know, phrases that phrases and words that are racist that you didn't think were. Um, and one that I took out in my language a long, long time ago is gypped. And mm -hmm. I've, I, haven't, I haven't used that since I was, I don't know, a kid probably. I think my dad heard me say it once and he was like, why did you say that? And asked me if I understood what it, what it came from. And I was like, oh, no, no, I've, you know, probably heard all my friends say it, right? You know, so you just use it. I was like, oh, I got ripped off. He's like, well, this is why they say that. And I was like, oh, well, that's fucking stupid. I don't like that. And so... I started thinking about what Duncan said, and I was like, huh, huh, I guess maybe that is what we're saying. And yeah, I don't, I don't quite know where to go now, right? Um, mm -hmm. Because we're so used to using it and, and, it's, and it's been fun, right? Like it's a fun thing, yeah. you, know, I, I, you know, we've been talking about conca var for the last week because you can add anything onto the end of conca. And it sounds delightful and hilarious and silly. And it's this great thing to apply to anything. CCL, World Cup, Gold Cup, 
Nations League, whatever, right? Like we've got this whole region on lockdown. There's a gazillion matches that get played and we use it for everything. And broadcasters use it now too, right? Like it's it's broken out just from social media and fans. Like you see, you hear it in commentary and in, you know, people, you know, mainstream podcasters talking about it and stuff. And yeah, I, I, yeah, I, mm-hmm. I still, I'm struggling with this a lot because. Yeah. It's a different, it's a more difficult one, I think, than many other yeah. terms that become dog whistles because I think at its root and its original like use was a lighthearted poke at the you know, kind of well-known aspects of CONCACAF bureaucracy, specifically you know, refereeing and the organization and the kind of way it was perceived to be stacked against in Canada in particular. We'll use our own reality mm. as, as a face for this. So, and I think, I do think, and I think we, we've talked about this off air, that, that uh, you know, the grand majority of people, including ourselves, who've ever used it, have not used it in a way to be um, malicious. But that doesn't mean that in terms like that, like we've spoken, can't morph, can't change, and can't be used. And we've seen this in politics over the last few years, and we've seen it in all sorts of things that uh, words and speech gets hijacked and can turn into something different if you're not careful with it. And, and so, yeah, it's a difficult one. It's a very difficult one. I, I don't think by talking of this, we're going to necessarily uh, change the hearts and minds of a lot of people. But I think it's a very interesting thing for people to think about that when we say that, what exactly now, take away the, the, take away the silly, lighthearted side of it, you know, that we've, all of us have used in the past, you know, the kind of cartoonish, cartoonish version of what, you know, getting CONCACAF has meant. And yeah, and have a deeper thought to like, would you say you, we were CONCACAF if we had a semifinal against the USA and something, you know, un- de- we, something we, we deemed unfair on the pitch happened to Canada? You know, which some would argue, yes, they would say that. But would it have this, would it hold quite the same? It's very tied to what, you know, is used to be called in football a lot and still is the dark arts, right? The flopping, mm-hmm. the diving, that stuff like that. It used and to be called, is, still called. <laughs> yeah, I guess mm-hmm. still called, but it may be a term that's not used as often anymore. But, um, All of which are fun it, things, though. I enjoy yeah. those when I'm not actually... I, I know, you are a big fan of the dark arts, Duncan. Yeah, sure. sure. Well, sure, but I, and I think you said this in your tweets. Uh, like, you know, there's a lot of British players who who are very good at that, or a lot of you know Northern Europeans or or North Americans who are good at the talent. But it has been fairly or unfairly it has been really heavily assigned to Latino players, for a better term, Southern mm-hmm. Europeans, Italians, Portuguese, etc., and South Americans, Central America. So. Yeah, it's a really fine line, this one. And it's not an easy, it's not, it's definitely not a black and white uh, term that you can immediately stamp and say, hey, you know what, that is, that means that. But um, things change and it's something to definitely keep your mind on and make your mind up if, if uh, I guess you feel that 
you've used it and maybe you've used it in a way that was heavily influenced by the who was involved in the situation? Yeah, I mean, it's, there's obviously a lot of different ways that it can be meaning. I mean, is, is it just complaining about, yeah, yeah, you know, the, the Gold Cups in the USA every year. And, oh, what do you know? The USA and Mexico got drawn so that they'll appear in the final every fucking year. I mean, things like that. That's, you know, CONCACAF. It's not a particularly racist thing. But, you know, it's not about the Central Americans in any way. But, you know, some of them are. And, yeah, you know, it's, again, it's not something I've ever really felt. It's like, yeah, I mean something sort of mean and malicious about this. But, you know, it, it's you know, intent versus impact. My intent was not anything more than just, you know, making lazy stereotypical jokes. But, you know, I mean, sort of what are the actual impacts of those jokes? I mean, I don't really know. Is this something that bothers sort of Central American players or fans or do they you know is it I get the impression you know, a lot of them are probably yeah absolutely we fucking do this and they love that it'll kind of drive us crazy I so yeah it's I I'm not by any means coming out and definitively yeah this is absolutely outrageous and needs to be stopped for every situation it's, uh, it's a tricky one I feel like I feel like whenever whenever I would refer to, you know, you know, we've been concacaft. Look at oh. this concacafing going on over here. On a, like legitimately on its surface, I just kind of looked at it as, you know, we're the victims against the machine. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's but, but, very, very much punching up. Yeah. Yeah. But, yeah. Does that make it okay? But uh, but the thing is is that like when when we would say it the most often, there is clearly a connotation based on geography. Like we never say, oh, we're get, totally getting concacaft. Thanks, Aruba. Like that never happens. Never happens. It never happens against no, no okay. Like in the sense that that we got denied a legitimate goal and now we're gonna lose this thing because of it. Like I'm like the the high drama stuff, the high stakes stuff, mostly because the high stakes events never take place against those below us. Yeah, below us. Right. Yeah. And nine out of ten times, it's it's one it's of the central. Honduras it's, it's, it's yeah, it's, it's the punching up of and all and punching up means majority Latin American clubs and the Americans and. I don't. I mean, yes, we definitely have seen enough uh, enough incidents against the U.S. national teams to uh, certainly um, broaden the uh, stereotype, shall we say? But it comes out of not against the Americans. I feel it comes out of playing against Latin American teams, and because of that, and and it's one of those like I kind of had to do. I had to go like a couple steps past just the surface well when do you use it why when do you use it who are you using against most often like i know when i said it's never against the minnows it's rarely against uh you know caribbean nations and i know kristen you went "Eh," because you probably can name one or two times i can't i can't and because i can't 
that kind of perpetuates the stereotype that no, it's not I, against I, everybody. It's against a very specific region. And it's, it's like, I mean, you know, kudos Duncan for, you know, the introspection to kind of, you know, peel back a few layers and go, this isn't as wholesome as we think it is. And I, I genuinely appreciate that because uh, it's, it's 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 like your your example up to, off the top, Kristen. Um, and it's not that it's not that I'm trying to I w- I want to be holier than now. I just want to be for me, and for me is eradicating that mindset and bullshit out of my, mm-hmm. my out of my brains and and vocabulary. I mean, we'll still we're still gonna go. Ugh, the refs fucked us again, but. Maybe we stop using that term. Yeah, maybe, it's maybe, maybe uh, we stop. You know. Well, yeah. I mean, without yeah. trying to sound like the like the PC brigade or like trying to police people's. You know, oh no, I was talking about us in bringing, particular, like policing yeah, ourselves. Yeah, no, but, it's all it's all very individual. I mean, but it, it's heavily, I think, perhaps, and this it's hard in the heat of the moment, but it heavily will take uh, place of, of of the context you're using in it. Yeah, and I, I think if you're talking solely about the organization, the bureaucracy that runs, you know, Concacaf out of their head office in New York, and that you know, for the most part, it's been a steaming pile of shit for a long time. Then you know, if if you're, if you're you know, for those specific examples, whatever, you may as well avoid it if you don't if you're not comfortable using it. But I mean, there is context there. There is there is going after bureaucracy, but then you're taking the stop the, the the second stop and think, you know, why did I why am I deciding to use this phrase in this context? And Mark brought up a good a good thing that made me sit, I was sitting here thinking like we've had some tough matches in the past against Jamaica and Trinidad and definitely the Americans and in those times especially I'll use the Americans if we had lost an unfair match I mean you'd be like damn Americans or something worse language than that but you know uh yeah the the CONCACAF thing when you think about it in your head it's it's time wasting it's it's uh flopping it's diving it's that kind of dark art stuff and that is directly tied to more and again as Mark mentioned because the big stakes matches for Canada in particular are usually against that you know trio of central american teams some now four maybe you can throw panama in um yeah it's it's a it's a thinker and it not is. something i thought not something i ever thought of to be honest no. before duncan brought it up so exactly the other part of all of that having, that, a, philo- having a philosopher on the show is hard it really yeah. is it's really <laughs> annoying no pressure though um mm, but I, the one thing, I, I lose stereotypes i know la- lazy jokes it's, it's kind of your wheelhouse. It's true, yeah. I, I also love stereotypes. I like two-point sound systems, 5.1 sound systems, 7.1 sound systems. Those are all types of stereos. So I fucking am here for this. But in this context... In this case. What a but the other, fucking joke the, that was. The other thing in, in all of this, like sort of, and it's, it's rolled in with it, because we've been sort of focusing on the players. We touched a little bit on the organization, um, but, uh, you know, talking about the referees, right? And that, that's, mm-hmm. that's rolled into it as well, right? In terms of 
you know, the whole thing and how we perceive it and how the, the refereeing seems different as well. It's not just, it's not the players, it's what gets attention from, from the referees. So it's what gets attention from CONCACAF's organization and what instructions they hand down and what maybe laws they emphasize. And that sort of has all fueled this and played into it, right? Like it's, it's fed from so many levels. I don't know. Yeah, it is. It's, damn it. I don't need this much thinking during a pandemic, Duncan. Mm -hmm. Seriously. Yeah, I've done enough yeah, critical it's, thinking it's, this year. Mm -hmm. Stop it. I mean, you know, it's one of those things, I mean, one side of it, I mean, where is the actual impact of, you know, this, you know, not specifically the word concacafing, but, you know, that whole attitude. Yeah. And you kind of, yeah. And you look at sort of the, the careers of, you know, to say players or coaches and everything, and how are they impacted by the fact that, you know, these stereotypes exist? I mean, to go back to England in this case, because that's where a lot of the money is, I mean, it's probably a lot harder for sort of South American, Central American players to make it there. And, you know, they would just have to like dive once and they'll just have, like instantly have a reputation of, oh yeah, that guy's a fucking diver. Or just the whole, you know, cold Tuesday night in Stoke thing is very much about, uh, uh, yeah, you know, those, uh, those fancy like Latinos, yeah, they, they can't really hack it. They don't. And that's, going to have actual impacts. You know, there's maybe various contracts they're not going to get because of that kind of reputation. Or, you know, if they get a reputation for diving, maybe a referee's not going to call uh, a foul for them that, you know, that might cost them a penalty or a goal, might cost the natural result of a game, maybe get the club relegated, whatever it is. It's a sort of thing that can actually have significant financial impact for, like, players that are having to fight against these prejudices that fans and media and people within football just have in like England and you know Canada as well and that sort of thing. So it's you know, is it like just a harmless it means nothing? Well, not really. Um so yeah, I mean you you look at the whole thing about kick racism out of football. There's no room for racism, and it's in many ways it's quite easy to point out certain things. It's like, oh yeah, that that's definitely racist. That shouldn't happen, especially when it's you know, say some other country that's doing it, or some club you don't like. You're doing this. Oh yeah, you shouldn't be doing that. But it's definitely worth I think having a look at what you yourself do and like what attitudes you might have. And yeah, there's definitely a. Uh, of stereotype, the, the very least of kind of negative stereotype, somewhere between that and prejudice and outright racism. It's like, yeah, this is one that I've had. You know, you, you can't trust these fancy foreigners. You know, that's one of my sort of founding principles, I think, for sort of football supporting. And, you know, that's bullshit, really. So this is a, it's a, like, anyway, again, thanks to Duncan for, for this discussion and for bringing this up and for, you know, this is something that since you've tweeted about it, you know, I've had a couple other discussions with other people about it and um, not everyone's going to look at it the same way. Some people are going to sort of passionately defend, um, you know, it's yeah. just in fun. It doesn't mean anything, right? Like there's no, there's no, you know, as we said, there's no malicious intent. So why, why not sort of thing? But it's one of those things where, you know, 
words change, maybe not to everyone, maybe your perception changes, maybe it doesn't, but uh, hopefully, you know, we'll, we'd love to see the kind of conversation um, this generates amongst you, dear listeners. Um, yeah. and, and, it's what... not a call. And, and I don't think we're, we're having a call to action here. No, like, not at all. It's a, I'm it's just a, curious as a, to... It's a personal thing, but I think it's, it, it's a really... For someone, for people who like to think about things, yeah. you know, that they say or, and or words, especially and how things evolve, it, it's a even if you even if you disagree, just uh-huh. think about it. just think about it on a a purely like context level, and think of the think of the math of it. How many times that's been used with you know a cert, with the connotations of a certain group rather than not. It's, and, and you may still disagree, but it's an interest at the very least, it's an interesting thought. 100%. Mm. Thanks for being on the show, Duncan. It was, it was good. Uh, yeah. You've been a great guest. Happy to be here, yeah. yeah. And uh, <laughs> yeah, if you know, lazy stereotype jokes aren't uh, a thing anymore, then yeah, I'm, I'm probably done. Well done, Northerner. Typical. <laughs> yeah. Typical Yorkshire temperament. Typical yeah. Yorkshire temperament. Always grumbling. Go eat a pie. Go eat a pie. I will. Thank you. <laughs> Can I have a pie? Yeah, we like pie. Um, but yeah, do you let it? Yeah. And if, if, yeah, I think this is something. Anyway, you know, maybe there's other conversations like this to, to be had in the world of footballing. But um, let us know what your thoughts on this are, whether regardless of what you think, whether you, you think that we're all crazy or what you probably do, because we are, but yeah, you know, pick your, pick, pick your reasons and um, we'll go from there. It is now time for TFC Talk. And I mean, me and Duncan are leaving, actually. Yeah, okay, oh. bye, guys. Thanks for coming. I appreciate it. So uh, Mark and I are going to talk about TFC. Uh-huh. Um, yeah, there is a surprising amount of, of TFC Talk this week, um, mostly because there's a bunch of games and players are leaving and potentially arriving. So first off, before we talk about games, I have to say farewell to Liam Frazier. I'm sad and I'm happy. I'm both. <sighs> he hardly right? knew you. I, so did the coaching staff. Exactly. Um, <laughs> this is something, you know, and we've talked, we, you know, we talk about Liam Fraser a lot on this show. Again, I admit because I like talking about Liam Fraser because I think he's hard done by. Um, but the, um, you know, we said maybe he needs to be loaned out. Maybe it's time for him to, to move on to somewhere else so that he actually has a chance in hell at playing. Um, and he has been loaned out to the crew yes because that's how loans usually work <laughs> well he the can't champion, play against... the champion loans down yes well he, he mm. can't he can't be uh at least at least he can't play against toronto that's in the loan um but you know Is former really? yeah 
Oh dear. Yeah, he's not allowed to, so he will not be, we will not see him against Toronto next week. Well, that's going to um, affect the Trillium Cup. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> oh my God, that, right. To me, this brings, into que- this brings into question the whole value of the Trillium um, Cup. Of the me. Trillium Cup? <laughs> <laughs> You're right, Tony. I think we should just get rid of it. This yeah. is a disgrace. <laughs> um, Typical so- Cockercap. <laughs> <laughs> anyway we've been we've been garbered yeah. we've been trilliumed um so the idea is that you know hopefully he actually gets to play and yeah columbus are you know they're a good team they're actually they a very good team they're a very good team do, do um, they have they, space for him they they do they're um oh god now I've, of course i had it written down and i've lost where i wrote it down sort of one of their intended defensive midfielders for this season is like out for most of the season or for a good chunk of the season injured. And this is, you know, it's not a one-to-one, but it's like a kind of an obvious spot for Frazier to slide into. Um, the, We've heard like the, that before. <laughs> the, um, <laughs> the coaching staff, obviously like in all of the various announcements of things, they've said all sorts of, all sorts of good and positive things as you do. Um, but, uh, you know, and again, Bezbachenko knows him. So that has, uh, that has a positive thing, right? And this is, you know, and Certainly they know- played a lot in Toronto when Bezbachenko was here. <laughs> but he also, you know, from knowing him, at least to a degree, knowing that he wants, like, he wants minutes, he wants to play and to know that you have like a motivated player makes a big difference. Oh yeah, it's Aiden Morris. There it is. So Aiden Morris is out for the rest of the season with a torn ACL. So that is, uh, that's his, that's where he would sort of um, place he would take in, uh, you know, and he could also, you know, if Nagby or somebody or Perry Kitchen needs some time or someone else gets injured again, I think there's, there's fewer midfielders on Columbus than there are for Toronto who seems to collect midfielders and use them all except for Liam Frazier. So um, it's uh, the potential that he could actually play more than, you know, 12 minutes over the, three the, months. There's a chance that it might be more Mark Anthony Kay than Jordan Hamilton. Yes, there you go. That, there is is a a, that is a very good way That's of putting it. That's a good analogy. It. I like that. I'm not um, sure if MLS uh, does this, but is it a lone with option to purchase or is it just straight up he's coming back and if they if they want him they'll have to make up for a deal in the future kind of thing um that's a really good question i know they got Thank you. They, i'm a journalist tfc but tfc Tony, bringing the tough questions tfc received they got 50 grand in 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 gam um from columbus for this loan which is very odd um but i well, feel these are not unheard of yeah i i just i didn't i don't i guess it's so it's so rare to have an intra mls loan yeah they're rare it's usually to their their farm team or something right it's usually to the usl side that they get loaned out to not to the actual first team so mm-hmm. um but i can't remember if this was uh the, fraser's last year on his contract with toronto so that, you know, brings up all sorts of other questions. But hopefully he just gets a chance, you know. That's all, that's all I want for poor Liam, which is true. 
He's a good kid. He's a good player. He needs time. Hopefully, yeah. Give him some. Let's see what he can do. Maybe he's going to make a fool of all of us by being hopeless. And Vanny knew what he was doing the whole time. I mean, Duncan, to be fair, mostly Kristen. Hi. (laughs) No need to be accurate with those comments. Stop it. (laughs) Um, So, yes. And then uh, TFC2 have signed a couple players. Just quickly, someone named... uh, And Defenders. So, you know... One who's been uh, kicking around USL, Kevin Pollitz. Um, looks like yeah. a central defender. Yes, him. Um, so maybe someone may be moving up because the first team has no central defenders that don't get injured all the time. And they signed one of their draft picks, the, the Canadianly named Talon Maples. Come on down oh, to, your, to your TFC2 contract. So... Also a central defender. See, TFC2 is signing all the central defenders, like looking up at the first team going, which one would you like? You know, we have an array. Here you go. Anyway, so congratulations, new TFC2 players. Ed, uh, good job. Good good luck, traffic. We'll we'll, we'll probably never see you again. we We look forward to you popping up on Sporting Kansas City's reserves in five years when you realize you weren't here no more. Sorry. Thank you. But you uh, genuinely hope I'm wrong. <laughs> it's too bad though, because you know, at least that's a name we can we can work with, you know? You know, sappy or not, but that's something we can go <laughs> sappy. Maybe. Ah, good. Awesome. That's excellent. Thank Was you. that intentional? Yes. She's gonna say yes. Yeah. It fucking was, you jerk. All right, all right. Dripping with subtlety, guys. It's fine. All right. Tap that ass. Yeah. <laughs> all right. <laughs> something, something, pancake. I was going to say, Ender, oh, was that you? Trees. Um... <laughs> <laughs> oh, that, he should wear 33 on the back. Because it's threes. Trees. Maples. Trees. Uh-huh. Brought to you by Big Maple. In their pocket. Oh, you're in the pocket of Big Maple. I knew it. And the only kid he should be allowed to wear is that one that had like the giant maple leaf. Oh, the maple leaf probably in it. Yeah, yeah. That, that's the only one you get to wear. Everyone else. <laughs> everyone else. Change it to the fucking Vene- Yeah, everyone else gets the Venetian blinds kit. No, no. You get the. Uh, you get sick with the maple leaf kit. <laughs> if he turned out to be amazing, how good would it be to to change go leaf go it in the. <laughs> no, never, please. <laughs> go, leave, go. I want to. Oh, I want, leave, go. I want to. I want to want to go to games. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, let's. Uh, should we talk? Yeah, yeah. Let's talk about matches first, and then we'll we'll talk about the player rumor. Um. So CCL over for TFC. You know, fun while it lasted. Um. Mm. Last week was not a good performance so going into last night's match uh yay that chris Navingo was back but then finding out that josie altador was going to be out again and that pozuelo was still not back um so teldo is still going uh through the quarantine process so he wasn't available 
to head down to Mexico with the rest of the squad. Uh, and then there's a couple other players who are still on the uh, just had surgery slash still injured list. So it was like, oh, okay, yay, Mavinga's back, but oh, there's still no little creativity and who's going to score the goals. And, you know, for the first part of the match, you know, good half hour or so, it actually looked like TFC. I, I never, I don't think anybody ever actually thought they were going to pull it out, but that they might come away with a positive result. You know, do something to be like, all right, we know we sucked, but, you know, we've beaten Mexican teams before in Mexico. We can totally do this and at least, you know, have the moral victory. And, you know, Omar Gonzalez hit the hit a post and, uh, Io Akinola had a couple, you know, close chances and uh, De-, De Leon had a goal called back. And so there was, there was like, there was all these, there was all these exciting moments and it's just like, woohoo, maybe something good will happen. But then Mark, what happened next? So somebody, somebody didn't stay on their motherfucking line. Who <laughs> was that back? Now, I don't know if you guys know your history of motherfucking goalies who don't stay on the motherfucking line, but there's really just one. There's one name that always sets your watch to it, never stays on his motherfucking line. And he was playing last night. And he got chipped. And it was a beautiful chip. No fault. Like, like full marks to the guy who took it. Couldn't tell you his name. Doesn't matter. <laughs> but like holy crap it just i think i think i said it well uh, uh i said it before we started recording is that the more i think of it you know if it could have been any keeper in net and it this exact same shot going the exact same way and i just want to went wow what a spectacular chip but because it's bono and because he's often off his line and he always gets chipped because he's not on his motherfucking line I just like basically is, is my reaction. It was my reaction to what the hell. So yeah, it's, it's like, it's like when you, it's like when you, you know, you're constantly getting in crap for being almost being at the wrong place, the wrong time, even though it's really, truly not your fault. You're still in the wrong place, the wrong time. And there's a pattern. Welcome to Alex Bono. (laughs) (laughs) So. Yes, it doesn't always get sort of chipped or lobbed. Sometimes it's just oh shit, this went wrong and this went wrong and what have you. But yeah, it goes wrong a lot. It does. Yeah. Don't go, don't go around him. Just go over him. Yeah. Exactly. It's just, it's just, this is this is this is this is the way. Yeah. Um, so, and then so after that, that goal really sort of. It just it sort of took the wind out of their sails, but also, you know, Cruz Azul didn't have to do much, right? These guys need four goals. That's never going to happen. Therefore, we don't necessarily have to try as hard. And <laughs> we can suck some of the life out of this game and this really frustrate a, them. This is a good point. I did not watch the game for a variety of reasons. Um, I saw the one and a half minutes of highlights that one soccer put out and it looked like a very freaking entertaining back and forth first half an hour 
And was. then after that goal went in, that was the end of the highlights. Yep. <laughs> does, that, does that accurately sum up the game? Yeah, like I, I would say, I would say that the game, I, I would say that Toronto never was fully out of it, like completely removed from the game, even at one nil. It didn't. Their shoulders slumped a little bit, but also I feel like Cruz Azul may have taken their foot off the gas a little bit, given that they now needed Toronto to somehow find three goals just to be in the tie. Um, four goals, but they were four, whatever, too many. They they were still like it was back and forth. Cruz Azul did not look like, you know, the great team of Mexico. Toronto FC, I mean, they didn't look like the great team of MLS, but they looked competent and it looked like an open game. And that it, I, like it was, I don't, I don't feel that the, the, the aggregate reflected how close the game, like the, the tie was. I also don't feel like that one nil isn't like, ah, uh, you know, tip, that of course that's of course Toronto's going to lose to a Mexican team like this. No, it really wasn't. Um, I would I would go I would go as far as I feel like Toronto had a couple more like holy shit that's close moments than Cruz Azul did. Um, you know, Asario got on the end of a on, on on a looping ball and he headed it right at a defender who was on the goal line. But like, where the fuck else was he going to put it? Like, he tried to head it down low so it would bounce and just hit the guy in the chest and went out for a corner. But like, that was a great moment. There was a couple near misses. There was a couple, um, you know, crosses that didn't quite get your foot on the end of, or somebody was offside. Like it was, they looked creative. They looked free flowing. It, it, it at times it was fun, but the second half. Yeah. The second half was going through the disjointed and, and so, and then also Armas had to, so I guess, you know, Chris Mavinga who, Again, I and I, I was I was saying this last night and I was thinking about it today. What a difference. Like, yes, it was it was not good to still not have pause back and not to have Altador, but you know, having Mavinga on, on the in the in the defense changes how they can go forward because he's so because he is so fast and is so good at tracking back and you know beating a man back and being able to contribute, allowing other players to, to play higher up. Cause that was one of the things that was really noticeable in that match was how forward Toronto were. And it was less of a concern because you had somebody who is, who is, you know, equipped to handle that, who is, that's part of what their game is. Um, quicker than Gonzalez and Zavaleta. Yes, mm-hmm. <laughs> very much. That's useful. Um, but he was intended to play the whole match. He came off at the half and it changed how TFC were able to play. And then, so the subs started happening and it just, you know, the defense had to shuffle a bit. Um, and then, you know, Osorio thigh strain of some kind, you know, you saw him with the ice, ice pack strapped to his leg. Um, and then it all just sort of, you know, incrementally, it got, yeah, it got a little slower. It got a little more disjointed. There was less understanding between the players. And it just, yeah, they never got out of any kind of gear in the second half, really. Um, but really, no, yeah, the, 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 just always, I always find it fascinating um, the difference a single player can make for some clubs in, in certain situations. And, and that to me was, very noticeable from the first half to the second, uh, the loss of Chris Mavinga in the defense. So, 
you know, you know, see what that means for the rest for the next couple games. So, mm. but he was taken out at halftime. He was injured, or has um, that not really come out yet? They, I think, Armis basically said that he, yeah, he sort of wasn't necessarily injured, but was struggling more than what they had hoped because their intent was they thought he was fit enough to go the full ninety, and I guess that just wasn't the case. Like they mm. still, he's, I, I believe, he said that. Uh, you know, they still expect him to participate on the weekend, or at least that's their hope. So they don't seem to think there's anything grievously wrong, but maybe just lack of fitness. I don't know, maybe twinge something, but it's, uh, yeah, yeah. So considering how Toronto's season has begun with the, you know, COVID and the injuries and do we have players? Do we not have players? What's going on? Um, is this, does this performance, how far they got in CCL, was this better than expected for you in terms of how they did? Or did you have higher expectations? I had no expectations. Mm-hmm. Okay. I had no expectations. I was, uh, I felt like, uh, you know, happy to be here type thing. Um, I, 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 I <laughs> And that's and it's mostly because I put Mexican teams on a fairly lofty pedestal, mm-hmm. and and anybody who doesn't, I feel, is doing yourself a disservice. Yeah, I know we took out Club Leon. I would never, I would never, in a hundred up, like in a hundred play playing outs of that of that tie, I would Toronto wins two of them and they lose the other ninety eight. Like honestly, yeah. I just I could not envision it. Well, and so the fact that they got are... past. Well, they, they yeah. got past the champions of the Apertura only to get knocked out of the champions of the Clausura. I know they're still doing the playoffs, but they finished first. Oh, and so, they're so much like, better yeah, than Club like, Leon. So, like, like the 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 odds were not in their favor. And they were definitely not kind. The fact that we got a bonus round, and it truly was a bonus round, is amazing. Like, full credit to, to I don't know if it's Armis or Mexican teams just taking this TFC side lightly, which is probably a combination of a, of a bunch of things. And the, you know, some of the kids showing up like playing well above their expectation and station. Great. Thank you. I hope this continues and you have long prosperous careers, but uh, yeah, this is thanks for the second round. I appreciate it. Yeah, pretty much exactly the same here. Um, you know, when the draw came out, obviously oh, we're going to have to beat four Mexican teams to win this thing never going to happen, would be one of them. That was uh, a pleasant surprise to me, which I enjoyed. And then it fell apart in this round. Fair enough. But uh, yeah, overall, worth it. And a uh, amidst a kind of worrying start to the MLS season, there was a nice little bright point to beat Leon like that. Also, can all the Mexican teams get named after cats? Because we're really good at beating them. Tigres, no problem. Leon, no problem. Mm. Pumas, we've done it. Did yeah, we? true. Good point. Yeah. I know we played them. Did we do well? I, mm. Yeah. Oh, wait. It was, Didn't we? it was Tigres. It was Mexico, Club Mexico. It was Chivas. Yeah, no, Pumas, not, Pumas was way back in like 2011 or 12 yeah, sorry, or 13 or something. Pumas. Oh, yeah. right, in the right. olden times. But back, anyway. back when we could beat Cruz Azul, yeah. Apologies right. for Good poking point. holes in this theory, Duncan. It means <laughs> yeah. The theory Tigers itself, we lions. love the theory. Yeah, whatever. Oh, my. Yes, we can take them. 
so yes, the uh, no more no more CCL for Toronto uh, until next year, hopefully. Um, and are you guys gonna like? I will probably I will keep watching. Is anyone else gonna keep watching? If I've got nothing better to do, <laughs> um, fair. That's fair. Given that I I don't have a one soccer thing, well, it's like the the. The semifinals and everything don't happen until August, do they? Isn't that the thing? I... Oh yeah, that's right. So yeah, by, for... by then I presume CPL will have happened. And well, I'll it will be happening, so you'll be back in the fold. All I'll right. bought a one soccer subscription, and then yes, I will watch CCL again. Hey Duncan, don't forget about World Cup qualifiers next month. Oh, for fuck's sake! <laughs> <laughs> all right, let's hope this May fifteenth announcement makes it worth it. <laughs> you, the, All right. and you, 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 you know you're on a like a like. I mean, we we deviate, but it's mostly a soccer podcast. Like, I, I, <laughs> I just, like, like, did you know? Did you know that was this? This was. I know. I know. It's weird that we record our conversations once a week, but and that Kristen is so like anal about her conversations. She's got structure to it, but okay. I just I'm I'm, I'm worried. That's real. This is me being concerned for your your well being, Duncan. That's all. I just didn't. I uh, are you suggesting I should be more like literally invested in my <laughs> soccer watching capabilities? No, look, look, with this whole philosophy gig you got going on, I do not yeah, want to true, take yeah. away. Like you're doing important work in that field. Mm, mm. Well, and philosophy can't pay that much either, right? Can it? I don't know. Although these days, you, you, know, you can't get a one soccer. Sub, you can't get a one soccer subscription on, uh, on philosopher <laughs> on rights. Philosopher's no. pay. No. <laughs> oh dear. All right. Um, so. Now that CCL is over, TFC uh, can turn their full attention, such as it is, to MLS play. And uh, no rest for the Wicked because they've got three matches coming up in the next week, um, starting this weekend. So they play Saturday afternoon, they play next Wednesday night, and then they play again the following Saturday. So we're going to talk about a couple of them. And the first, as I said, Saturday afternoon, one o'clock is the, uh, the, 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 the Jersey Derby, the Jersey Derby. Um, anyway, it's the Armis and Ali take on their former club match. Dun, dun, dun. New Red Bulls versus old Red Bulls. Exactly. Old Bulls. Mm. The Toronto Red, the Toronto Red Bulls and, uh, Red Bull Toronto versus Red Bull New Jersey. Mm -hmm. Um, and drink. Yeah, what's a Toronto-based energy drink? Oh, I don't know. Is there one? <laughs> I don't know either. Is it just, do we, we need a new monster flavor? Bacon-flavored monster? I don't know. Yeah. Being all Togtown and all, I don't know. All right, tell um, me more about this new drink. I'm interested. <laughs> well, we take bacon and mm -hmm. um, we wrap it around the can. <laughs> If you can base it on sausage, I think that's better. Sausage. Oh, God. Oh, God. No. Kristen, push through. I know where this is going. Push <laughs> okay, through. I mean, nothing. Just fucking push through. No, no, no. That's right. A, Jesus Christ. No, too. bacon is better. Um, so <laughs> the energy drinks are currently just above the line. So they're in seventh place. Um, they, they've 
They've won one. They've lost two. Uh, are we genuinely doing sort of playoff positioning? Yeah, yeah, because I'm, I'm just trying to find things to talk about right now, Duncan. Um, uh, and, you know, they, they, they score some goals and they let some goals in. Anyway, they're, they're nothing truly exciting. They're nothing really to, uh, to write home about, but um, they are the next opponent. And really the most interesting thing is that it's both Ali Curtis's and Chris Armis's former club. So while TFC players don't really have an emotional, although again, it is the Red Bulls and the Red Bulls tend to have, they've, they've, they've often had Toronto's number, um, you know, and we still think about that game, right? Um, the Rumble in the Tunnel Club. Yes, that one too. Mm-hmm. Um, so there is, you know, there's, there's, oh, there's yeah, that, other, his, one. Yeah. that yeah. other one. Yes, mm-hmm. that other one. Mm-hmm. So there is, there is a history here um, that could lend at least a bit of emotion. And because pretty much the rest of the, you know, not pretty much the rest of the MLS clubs are playing in their home stadiums, except for the Canadian sides. So they're off to Red Bull arena um, for this match. And potentially in front of fans is every mls side except for the canadian clubs playing in front of fans now probably i I feel like that's the case um but i could be wrong but i don't think i am um and i know that someone was asking why you know like toronto is not doesn't have fans in front of them in florida and what i was told was that uh out of sort of an abundance of caution and you know the fact that most of this basically most of their fans are still back home that they decided to not go ahead with fans because orlando mm. has had fans in their games right so um so basically we can't guarantee that if we allowed fans in it would actually be a home crowd yes exactly that more mm. than three people there would be supporting us so let's just not um so anyway um yeah, they're they are going to be in uh, in Joyzy on uh, on the weekend, and so it's only you know it's it's a few days out. Um, there was talk that Pozuelo, you know, because they, they keep sort of teasing Pozuelo's return. Um, oh, he's almost there. Oh, it's it's so close, so close. Um, so whether or not he plays this weekend or they hold him out a bit longer maybe seeing Columbus as a more challenging side um, or maybe a side a little easier to take on. Maybe they'll have a bit of a CONCACAF hangover after their match tonight. Who knows? Um, but it's, that's, the, that's the big thing with Toronto right now, right? Is you have no idea what the 11 is because you have no idea who's healthy and who's trained enough and whether or not Quentin Westberg is ever going to get a fucking chance to play. Um, actually, that's a big question. Does he play over this over the over this stretch of three games? Do we get to see him finally this season? I think if if you don't see him, ne- considering you know Bono's kind of performances recently, if you don't see him in the next match, at least okay, maybe the one after. But then then I think you we joke about goalkeeper crisis. Then I think something is going on where he's not close to being Armis's choice because if you're going to make it we, we talked off air I think before the show about you know the the usual excuse for keeping a goalkeeper in his hot hand 
you don't you don't want to mess with a hot hand, but mm-hmm. it's not what Bono is right now. It's not, and I'm not going as mm-hmm. far as blaming him for their loss and stuff, but he's not been stealing games or anything. So if you don't see Westberg, then yeah, then I think maybe the writing's on the wall. That will mm-hmm. make me sad. I very much like him. Uh, well, I, I all still... I want is a goldie controversy. Come on. <laughs> Duncan doesn't ask for much. He Mm. asks for defensive shit shows and goalie controversies. Like, seriously, people. Hashtag team chaos. And he loves a tricky winger. (laughs) (laughs) Mm. Uh, Well, he's got one one, one showing up soon, so he should be all set for the rest of the season. Yes. Um, Well, then, again, it's, it's... early in the season so it's hard to to peg teams down but let's uh then let's say uh who is the player to watch for uh you on this red bulls team yeah me too <laughs> yeah. um i read, uh, I, read a report, I read a report of the uh the, the last game and apparently they've got a player called fabio so i'm going with uh, mm. him he's gonna be good to watch so handsome Oh yeah, he's just gonna kind of like but, fall fall down to the pitch, and his shirt will kind of ride up a bit, and you'll be able to see all his abs, his hair, and his be hair fought, is whatever. gonna blow and in the wind. UFC and... players are just gonna be transfixed and <laughs> awestruck, and then the Red Bulls will take advantage of that and score. So, and then he gets hit in the face with a seagull. <laughs> yeah. Yes. You're right, Fabio. He's on loan from Oeste in Brazil. Yeah. That just means East. <laughs> oh. East Oeste Brazil is the worst means, Brazil. Oeste could well mean West. Uh, he's I don't speak Portuguese, Port- but... Uh, Sorry, Oeste Football Club. Ah, yeah. Oeste. Mm. Yeah, their nickname is the Scarlet Dark Jaguar. Ooh. That's well, why is their nickname so much longer than their actual name? <laughs> their actual name. <laughs> the well, they've got, two, they, they've got two nicknames. Scarlet Dark Jaguar and Big Red. <laughs> go, go you Big Red. Oh, God. Uh, hmm. All right. I'm going to... I'm gonna go for the the annoying answer in Caden Clark. That, that's mine as well because mm-hmm. like he's I'm, it's it's Caden Clark. Yeah, yeah this shit's got to come to an end someday, and I want him to like not. Okay, it's not that I want you know this kid to sc- ever have every second goal he scores be some kind of goddamn Galazzo where 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 play by play guys are literally creaming their shorts like just gross, and you can hear it in the microphone. Because he scores a good a good goal, you know, sometimes a very good goal, but it's almost it's getting to the point where it's almost like, hey, he's gonna do a trick shot every time he touches the ball, and I'm tired of like, no, he can't. It's not possible. It's not how this works. So I'm so I'm watching him so that he doesn't do it because I'll be watching it, therefore he won't do it type thing. So um, not that I think he's gonna really do anything, but he does have like two goals, so in a very early season. I'm shocked and horrid that Mark Hinckley hasn't taken uh, Brent Brentford legend Drew Yearwood. Hey. <laughs> well, it was either that or, or the Roy, or not quite or the, the Royer, Royer's yeah. guy. Yeah, the Royer's guy, yeah. So. I'll take, um, I'll take uh, Mandela Egbo because I love freedom. 
<laughs> because you love freedom? Is that what she said? Yeah. <laughs> All right, uh, that's, or, that's or totally Wicker Man, because he sounds like Wicker Man Carmona. <laughs> <laughs> it's All pretty right. easy to <laughs> trap him, though. Like, you know, he's... It is, yeah, yeah. He's susceptible to the trap. Yeah, 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 yeah. 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 There's a lot of good names on this club, I gotta say. Yeah, no, there's some quality, laughable names. There's or Kyle just... Duncan. Mm. There's that. No, I wasn't. I wasn't talking to you, Duncan. It's Kyle Duncan. What? It's Kyle Duncan. Yeah, right. Kyle, who though, Tony? Kyle Duncan. Kyle Duncan. What? Mm. Score predictions, gentlemen. Before this gets out of hand. I don't know, Aaron Long. Um, I'm gonna go with. <laughs> thank you, thank you. Um, fuck, I don't know. Uh, Torkin. Two one, two one for. Is this in Red Bull? This is in Red Bull, isn't it? This is in yeah. this is in Red Bull territory. Yes. Yeah, two one, two one of the two two one of the energy drinks. I'm going 2 0 to the new and current New York Red Bulls. I'll go 2 0 to classic New York Red Bulls flavor. Oh. With new York Red, Red Bulls classic. I almost went with uh, New York Red Bulls clear, but yeah. Crystal, Crystal Red right Bulls. Now. Crystal Red Bulls. <laughs> Crystal Red Bulls. Right now. Energy, you can't energy, you get energy that you can see through. I cannot get that high <laughs> vocally. It, it's. I'm sorry, I did that to you people, uh, but I'm leaving it in. So, all right, um, I am going one one. I still, I feel like it'll be a clash of new classic and. Uh, It'll be a dreary, disappointing draw. How can you bet against a team whose assistant coach is burned Ebler? Ooh. Ooh, really? That's like a, that's like a Keebler elf met with a disaster. Mm. <laughs> All right, I, I, I did miss that, but I'm gonna, I'm gonna stick with what I said. Hey, their shorting director is Jennifer Forest Fire. Mm. All right, all right. Moving on to uh, Wednesday night's match uh, next Wednesday, seven p.m. Eastern. Two time. matches in a week. I know. Well, why, sir? Indeed. Uh, so uh, they're playing the crew, uh, who are currently sitting on two scoreless draws in MLS play. They've suffered injuries to a couple of key players. Um, so, you know, who knows what happens to them uh, in their in their match this evening um but they're also you know who knows who's who's healthy enough to come back they've, they've been missing jassy zardes which is which is a big thing but also darlington nagby perry kitchen um i think evan bush is carrying a knock so you know there's there's they're, they're missing some substantial talent um currently um so it's whether or not we have to deal with any of them uh next week but of course, this is all for the the, the glory of the of the trillium, and mm. uh, I keep forgetting it even exists. I swear we just gave it to FCC, but apparently they returned it or something. I don't know. They dropped um, it like a turkey. <laughs> so 
there's yeah they're they're going to be a little beaten up uh depending on what happens in their ccl match they're already a little beaten up um again gives toronto a little more time to uh to recover from various injuries and stuff integrate uh at least one new player in because uh soteldo should be i believe should be done uh his quarantine and be training with the club uh, any, any day now, really. So that's, that's something to be looking forward to. Um, Yeah. It's, you know, it's, it's Columbus. We saved them. They, they've done annoying things since being saved. So um, screw them. And they're, they're, they're done. You know, they get a shiny new stadium and trophies and uh, that sort of thing. So, you know, they've had enough fun for a little while. I think it's time for them to to suffer horribly or suffer a little bit. Horribly seems excessive. (laughs) Maybe that's just me. I don't know. Yeah. Oh, fuck those guys. Excellent. (laughs) Besides, they took Kevin Molino away from from the loons and that makes me sad. Fair. Right? I, 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 I still... I don't hold any ill will to 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 the crew. I don't. No. So I mean, what else? What? Don't you remember the twenty oh nine trillion cup massacre? Is that the one where somebody is ate that, like four is, hot is that dogs? The tasing? Is it? I don't know. That wasn't a trillion. That wasn't a trillion cup match. That was just a regular match. <laughs> <laughs> wasn't under the auspices of the Trillium FA? Is that what it is? <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. That wasn't by the Trillium Football Association. <laughs> we do not really recognize this result. Yes. And therefore, the tournament shall continue. <laughs> MLS red cards are not carried over into Trillium Cup matches. No, no, everyone knows that. Everyone knows that. That's just science. This was uh, on a Thursday. Disqualified. Oh. <laughs> Fucking trillium. Honestly. We got trilliumed. <laughs> so trilliumed. We so got deflowered. <laughs> <laughs> we were plucked. Um, We're lacking steam you. enough. <laughs> <laughs> All right. <laughs> All right. Okay, Flower player puns. to watch. <laughs> Flower puns. <laughs> Better believe it. Uh, hey. Wow, Don't you're doing me. You're on a, you're on a, he's the shoulder. Yeah. Ah, he might be back. He yeah, might be back. True. All right. That's fair. Even if not, he's got a good name. <laughs> yeah. Speaking of good names, what do you call an Italian who had like sexy times with invertebrates? Interesting. I, I, I don't Vito Worm Goer. <laughs> worm Yep. Have I not scrolled far enough down this number, list? Number five on your team sheet. Oh, number one in your heart. Heartworms. Worm goer. Oh, um, lord. Yeah, that, go. that's that's uh, that's spectacular. They'll never, they'll never see him coming. No, no. <laughs> They've got uh, no eyes. Um, I believe it is though with a worm, just chop it in half, threesome. Oh yeah, threesome. <laughs> Uh, That's the way Vito likes it. (laughs) Oh! Oh! Mark? 
Um, oh, so it's better than Quick one. Mark, Archer, uh, Archer. I'm going to go with Archer. Yes, good, good call. That's excellent. That's an excellent call. I like that call. That's, that's, the that's drunk good. millionaire. Um, I am going to go with uh, uh, BWP um, because Zardis isn't there to score the goals. So I'm assuming that Bradley Wright Phillips is, and uh, he generally is. It's still annoyingly talented. So, all right. Predictions, score predictions. Remember, this one is at home at Exploria. So, oh, mm-hmm. makes well, all the difference. In that case, five nothing Toronto. Ultras. <laughs> Wait. Oh, no. Can a trillium survive in that humidity? <gasps> oh, I fear wilting. Is that a score prediction or? I don't know. I'm really confused. <laughs> that is my score prediction. A wilted Wilting? trillium. <laughs> a wilted trillium. Sure, sure. Uh, wilted trillium is also my, uh, my my player to watch. <laughs> I'm gonna go with uh, uh, two one uh, two one to the Wanderers. Moi aussi. Toronto Wanderers. Because yes. you didn't listen last episode. <laughs> I knew what you meant. Yeah, but you were here last episode. That's Christine. true. Do we not get a new home game for this game? We have to reuse one? That's bullshit. What? Huh? Did you have a little Oh, story? a new home. That's right. Yes, Duncan is correct. Yeah, we won our first three home games have all been at entirely different stadiums. Different stadiums. Oh, that's right. Weird. I forget. I keep forgetting about that Lyon one. That's what that the wondrous thing was about, yeah. Mark. Yeah. No. No. I. I also thought <laughs> it was tied into. I also thought it was tied into like we were in Hartford and we were in Toronto and like that. Like it was the extended part, not just limited yeah. to what we've done this season. You're right. Mm-hmm. We should just be like a Florida, like traveling Florida team. Oh yeah. Yeah. Barnstormers. We're just going to the, the Florida Toronto man. Snowbirds. Mm-hmm. Oh, the Florida man. Florida man. Like the like the Toronto North man. Yeah. Toronto Florida man. <laughs> Jacksonville, here we come. Tallahassee. All right. Um, the Panhandlers. Oh, that would be a great. <laughs> are we just not? Are we just not the Toronto Gators now? Is that not? Ah, that's so old. That's played. <laughs> that's that so, is played that's so last out. week. That is played out. People didn't even get their novelty shirts yet, and it's already played out. <laughs> All right. Um, one last thing before we depart. Mm-hmm. Um, is the potential of an of a of yet another new player? Yay! Um, yay! And no, it's not a center back. Oh. I know. Uh, so Kamar Lawrence. Speaking of the energy who drinks, who did he play for? <laughs> <laughs> um, who used to be uh, actually was one of the mainstays of uh, of New Jersey. And I swear we're going to be in for Lothar Mateo soon. <laughs> he, um, I, know he was a Metro, I know he was a Metro star. Thank you very much. <laughs> anyway, um, he was like, I remember when he played MLS, he was annoyingly good. He is a very good left back. Yes, he's a left back. Sorry, 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 Justin. Um, but, mm-hmm. and, you know, was what here for like five seasons. Um, was you know very very you know a big part of them winning the supporter shield back in 2018 uh he did get injured 
which, you know, caused some issues. And then he went to, went overseas to play and that hasn't seemed to have worked out as well. Uh, So the talk is, is that Toronto have signed him for, you know, something in the six figures, you know, million dollars or whatever. Um, But it has, it's not, it's not official official yet. You know, we haven't seen the, the social media announcement no pictures of him with jerseys or anything, but it seems as though this is happening uh, at any time. Um, he does have the nickname Taxi. So <laughs> all, all, all hail Kamar Lawrence. Um, thank you. Ooh, you uh, but um, it does bring up a question about sort of what they're looking to do with a couple players. And I think what a lot of the first sort of responses were where oh, what does this mean for Richie Larea? Because, you know, there's the talk that Richie Larea is being scouted by teams from overseas and that, you know, he's, you know, improved so much, shown so much in the last year or so that he's not long for MLS. He's going to, he's going to go, you know, to off to be a brighter star somewhere else. Um, but you'll also have to remember that Richie Larea isn't a left back. Uh, if anything, he's a right back, but really he's a winger because he doesn't play much defense and he's, he's more effective playing further up the pitch anyway. Um, so there's that, but you know, you do have Justin Morrow and as much as I loved, and I love Justin Morrow, but again, we know. Justin Morrow is, you know, he's, 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 he's on a one-year contract. He is nearing the end of his, of his career. Like that's, that's happening. But, so harsh, Kristen. So harsh. I know. Wow. I know. Kristen I mean, Knowles. Kristen hates Morrow. Hashtag Morrow out says podcastings. Kristen Knowles. Mm-hmm. But with with a team that has like three like three fullbacks on its roster, a little backup or a little help is not a bad thing. And someone of Kamar Lawrence's uh, abilities, but also abilities to get forward and get back because. He is, again, he's a very fast player. He's one of the fastest um, to have played in MLS, plays into what Chris Armas wants this team to do, right? So, and plus, hey, he knows him. Mm. Yeah, I think fullbacks are very important in today's game with how much they have to get forward and contribute to the attack and then still actually be considered defenders and how to judge when they should be doing which of those. Uh, So I've got nothing at all against the idea of spending a lot of money on fullbacks. Um, But yeah, go with this guy and then Larea and Arrow and uh, Morrow can be the backups. For sure. Unless this guy can play a central defence. If so, yeah, all right, do that instead. Yeah, I've seen a couple of people suggest that as well. I don't know enough about him. Uh, like, I, I just remember him being, you know, bombing down the wings kind of thing. But, you know, slightly bit older. Maybe he's added another layer to his game or... Um, I think that that's basically what you're looking for in a modern fullback, though, isn't it? It's, it's someone who does bomb down the wings. That's the the main job requirement I found. Oh yeah, no, I meant if he was going to be a central defender. But... Ah, well, yes, okay. Good point. But if there's one yeah. thing Armas de- likes in his central defenders is them bombing down the wings. 
you know, Sheffield United uh, <laughs> overlapping centre-backs now. Um, <laughs> but, you know, we, we were talking earlier about how you know, Chris Mavinga, just like his speed really kind of helps. If you're going to be yeah. playing the sort of pressing kind of game, you need the whole team to kind of join in on that. And then there's going to be a lot of room behind you. So you need some fast defenders. Um, so, yeah, maybe that would work. I, I genuinely don't know. Well, hopefully, uh, hopefully we they they we find out before next week, so we can we can talk about him again next week. Um, <laughs> mm. But uh, yeah, so it's it just we said that you know this happens so many seasons, and yeah, players and people get injured, and they're trying to learn a new style, and you've got a coach that has admitted that he's pushing them a lot in training, so. Is Chris Armis responsible for everyone getting hurt all the time? Um, yes, because it, it never happened before he got here. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, no it's, injury it's totally issues before. No, that, everyone yeah. was fine. Mm. Um, but yeah, so I saw someone say something like, "Just once, I'd like to have Toronto start the season, you know, earlier than eight games into the season, because that sort of feels like what it is. You know, they've got to like." they got to ease their way into the season for whatever reason. And it feels like we're doing that again. And they've got, you know, again, these next three matches to sort of not put it all right, because you can, it's still early in the season. It's MLS. You don't have to play till August, but you want to see something maybe that starts to approach something consistent or, Hey, this is probably what the 11's going to look like when we have, healthy players but when are the players healthy who knows as we mentioned earlier in the show you don't have to worry about playing in mls till uh, third week of september well i said august but Mm. we just keep pushing this back i know yeah i mean if you have a good run from like mid-october you're good (laughs) exactly (laughs) and the season doesn't really even start until november exactly really yeah yeah let's just say november really mid-november you should be fine yeah yeah, if you All if right. you can rattle off a couple two or three good matches in late November, you're good. <laughs> uh, important right. uh, important note about Kemal Lawrence. Yes. Uh, as per Wikipedia, um, his Ooh. father uh, was rated among the best goalkeepers in the Caribbean during his career. Uh, played really? for Santos FC and the uh, Jamaican national team during the seventies. Uh, his name is Orville Tutus Edwards. Okay, that's awesome. Mm. Yeah. Tutus. I... Like as in that you, that as you in, wear? As in lo- no, loved holding the opposition to a tutu draw. <laughs> <laughs> Who knows? I don't know. It's, it's spelled T-U-T-U-S. So, you know, All right. so it is, like the skirts. Mm. Although mm. tutus Edwards. Why? Maybe he was like, Who knows? Maybe he did like fancy ballet moves when he said like the scorpion. But Perhaps. Ballet. Yes. He did like fancy plie dives. What <laughs> <laughs> uh, other thing about Cor Lawrence? Uh, he also does play for the Jamaican national team. Mm-hmm. Um, now he hasn't played this year for them, but that's the first year in eight years that he hasn't had an appearance. So um, perhaps this will this will be something that sees him. Uh, sees him return to the the national team maybe some regular playing time oh and he has 
He did indeed play against Canada in a friendly at BMO Field back in 2014. So there. Cool. Indeed. Well, hopefully welcome aboard Kamar. K-Larry. K-Larry. Sure, why not? (laughs) All right. Well, that's our show for this week. Um, Please join us next week as we uh, recap some TFC matches and talk about some more TFC and talk about Canadian futsal, see what happened to the other MLS uh, CCL uh, ties and more. I have been joined by the entire Vocal Minority Podcast panel uh, out there on the Twitters at Duncan D. Fletcher, Mr. Duncan Fletcher. Hello. To be found on the tweet machine at Malarkey FC, Mr. Tony Walsh. Oh, zip. And yes, zap. Ooh, delightful. Oh, delightful. Delightful. Indeed. Yes. Thank you all. Um, out in the Twitterverse at Kittner and Mark with a K, not a Q, Mr. Mark Hinckley. Thank you to all of our Patreon supporters for your continued support. We genuinely appreciate it. Um, do we have any listeners in Paraguay? Um, I am desperately trying to get my hands on some kits because that's what I do because it's pandemic and that's just, you know, shit happens. There's a company called, Ky- it's probably Curios, but it looks like Kyrios, K-Y-R-I-O-S. Um, they, they've been j- quietly releasing like one kit, and then like a special kit and an away kit for this one club called uh, uh, Sporting, uh, was it Sporting Luqueño? And um, they've got kits of art. If you know anybody who's in Paraguay who'd be willing to handle a, a, a transaction, or if you are in Paraguay, gracias, uh, help, 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 help. <laughs> Thank you. Because the company won't get back to me and it's driving me nuts. All right. That's please it. Help. Sorry. Please, I know. Please. I use That's it. okay. No, no. Please help, Mark. Please help, Mark. You don't uh-huh. want your filthy Canadian money, Mark. <laughs> it's so clean, so legit and clean, even though it's filthy. Uh, as for me, you can find me on the internet. Yes, the entire internet at KZ Knowles. I have been your host, Kristen Knowles. And until next week, Canada, get used to it.